All right, all right. Well, let's let's pray real quick. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I come to you this morning just to thank you once again for your the opportunity to be in your house and hear your word and to open your Bible and, and, and read your verses, Lord, that you've given us, Lord, that, that we may understand your Bible and understand what you mean, what it means to our life, Lord, and that it's just not words that we open on just Sunday or just Wednesday, Lord, but that it's words that we open every day, Lord, and that we can live by. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys. Well, today we're going to... not going to clean my glasses, so... Oh well. <clears throat> so today we're gonna we we've we've taught on this before, but this to me this is a very important subject. So we're gonna review because it's only been a year since we went through this lesson. But we're gonna review and we're gonna we're gonna learn some history of the world and and uh, then we're gonna look at how God looks towards this. And and the subject today, of course, is Halloween because <clears throat> Halloween is uh, you know tomorrow. And there'll be lots of people out there celebrating. And they, as we saw, even during our, our our tent revival, there was a group of people that were over there celebrating Halloween. Um, and it's just very scary how the world views Halloween. And we're going to look at that today. And we're going to start off in, in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read 11 and 12. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. And the Bible says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And right here, just opening up, we see that Jesus tells us that, that we should reprove those evil things. And what does that mean, reprove? It means to expose them. It means we need to call out evil as evil, okay? And that's what we need to do about Halloween because it's, 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 uh, it's sad the way the Christian world accepts Halloween. And, and I'm surprised that, that even today Christian churches call themselves Christian churches, yet yeah, they're all in. They're all in for Halloween. <clears throat> and it's an overwhelming majority of Christian churches is the sad thing. Uh, then we can get into the whole subject of are they really following Christ and are they Christian churches? Or are they just a religion? But, you know, churches today will disguise a Halloween party as a fall festival. And we can go right down the road. It's not far from here. It's everywhere, okay? They have fall festivals, and they embrace these pagan rituals because they don't understand the history of where they come from. Or maybe they just don't care, okay? <clears throat> but you think about it. There's churches that will even have haunted houses inside of the church. A haunted house, Okay? why not just open it up and just change your name from, you know, a Christian church to full satanic gospel, you know? Um, and we're talking about this holiday that, that, that originated from necromancy. It, it originated from witchcraft. It, it originated from conjuring of the dead, and it was a pagan holiday. And it has deep, deep roots in, in the occult and in witchcraft. And it's something that is clearly opposition to the Bible that we say we believe. Yet Christians today can't wait for this holiday. We just, man, Halloween, it's October, when's it getting here, you know? And, and they will defend it because they say that it's just a fun time of year. It's not a fun time of year. It's a very serious time of year, and we're, we are taking it very lightly, okay? And, and they will dress their kids up as angels rather than devils. Make it, thinking that makes it so much better, right? Or, or they'll, they'll, instead of in witches, they'll, they'll, they'll make them into Bible characters. You're still dressing them up. 
you're still celebrating Halloween, okay? And it's not harmless, okay? The reality is that it's just a pagan holiday, and, and it, it's designed, it was designed by the underworld and, and to parade child-friendly celebration for Christians. It's all Halloween is now, okay? So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. And I actually heard a pastor preaching this week, not at our our, our, our uh, revival or our tent meeting, but on, on the radio I heard a pastor, he was teaching about strongholds and, and satanic strongholds and, and how demons will get a little... When your armor's open for just a second, or you open that door for just a second, that demon will get in there and he'll put that... He'll, we talk about planting a seed of Christ in your heart. They'll plant that seed in your heart too. And they'll use that seed and they'll grow it into a stronghold even in a Christian's life. And that's those sins that, that Christians fail with because the demon has that stronghold. And that's what we're going to be talking about is strongholds that, are, that these, these demons get, get a hold of us. And Halloween is just an open door for that. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, the Bible says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Okay? Pretty plain, pretty, pretty plain right there. God is pretty serious about this, right? So, like we said, we need to go back and learn exactly what Halloween is, because I think we don't realize what it is. A lot of people are just ignorant of Halloween. They think it's just another holiday, you know? So Halloween was also known as All Halloween or All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve, okay? And it was a celebration observed in many countries on, October, on the 31st day of October, okay? It's the eve of the Western Christian Festival, which used to be All Hallows' Day. It is a holiday that Americans spend about an estimated $10 billion a year on. $10 billion on an evil satanic holiday, right? So... It is listed as the most commonly observed holidays by Christians today. Okay? It has surpassed Christmas. Think about that for a church. It has surpassed Christmas, right? And non-Christians celebrate just as much. You know? And, of course, we understand that kids love candy and they love playing dress-up. But Satan also understands this. And he uses it to his advantage, doesn't he? So the excuse that Halloween is just fun for kids... And not a pagan ritual is a lie. Straight up lie by the church. Okay? So Halloween, it originated with the ancient Druids. And, and for several hundred years before Christ, the Celts inhabited what is now France, Germany, England, Scotland, and Ireland. Okay? And these Celtic priests were called Druids. Okay? Now, these people, these Druids were eventually conquered by the Romans. Okay? But at first, they weren't. And the information about the Celts and Druids, we get a lot of it from, from Caesar and the Roman historians, and also from the Greek writings that are about 200 B.C., okay? So that's where we get a lot of our stuff from, and also from early records that have been found in Ireland about the Druids, okay? Uh, so Greek and Roman writings about the Druids talk about the, the frequent and barbaric ritual of human sacrifice, and it wasn't just once in a while. They were very into human sacrifice, okay? Uh, and the ancient Irish texts talk about a little bit about the human sacrifices, but they talk more about 
the use of magic to raise storms, okay? They talk about laying curses on places and people. They talk about killing people by the use of spells, okay? And they talk about creating magical obstacles that people can't cross, like barriers. Think about all of that, guys. And we think, oh, that can't be real, okay? Oh, we would never, we would never go for that. Okay, how about the movies today, okay? How about Bewitched? Anybody remember that show? It took a attractive woman and made her a nice little witch. Witches aren't nice, okay? Uh, what about this movie Hocus Pocus that's here? They've had number one, now they've got number two. I haven't watched it, but I read a view on it. And they take it, and what they do is they, they're taking Hocus Pocus, and they're talking, they even have songs in there where they're drawing young children, impressionable children, to witchcraft. Okay. A Christian woman went on social media and blasted this movie. And, of course, the world blasted her. They even made fun of her on TV shows. Okay, Even, what is it, Saturday Night Live, I think, made fun of her because she was trying to call out this movie. Okay, what about Harry Potter? How many of us have watched Harry Potter? How much witchcraft is in there? Okay. Think about what we're letting, letting our children grow up watching, guys. So the 16th, 16th century, there was a guy named Davies. Uh, he was a historian. He traced his family lineage directly back to the Druids and priests who fought against Caesar and against the Roman Empire. And he, just, he says even in his family history, it talks about human sacrifices and his ancestors used secret sacrifices that are still performed by Druids in his time. Okay, so it didn't go away even though they were conquered. They just went underground. They hid. And by 47 AD, Rome had defeated the Druids in Britain and outlawed human sacrifice. Oh, great, great Romans. They outlawed it. Wow. Guess what? It still happened. The Druids went underground. Today, there's a group of people that claim to be direct descendants of the Druids. Okay? They still practice their religion. They still practice human sacrifice today. It's in secret but it still happens today, okay? And you've all heard of Stonehenge over in England? That's where they like to go do this. And what they'll do is members of this Druid cult will impregnate one of their members and have that child, and, know, and they'll keep her away from the world so nobody knows that child is born. And guess who becomes the sacrifice? The child, because there's no record of this child, okay? So... November 1st was the Celtic New Year. October 31st was celebrated by the Druids in many human sacrifices in a festival honoring their god, which is a sun god named, they called him Sanham. That's Satan. If you study it out, that's Satan. Okay? And it says that they, they, he was the Lord of the dead, and they believed that, that the sinful souls of those who died during the year were placed in a place of torment. Isn't that what we call hell? Hmm, okay, so they're placed in hell. And they would be released only if Sanham was pleased with their human sacrifices. Okay, so the Irish records tell us of a fascination with the Catholic monks. They were fascinated by the power of the Druids. So you tell me they're not real? They are. Where do they get their power? Directly from demons. Okay, well, the, the Catholic priests were just amazed by this power. Okay, and the Druids soon became important members Guess where? In the monasteries. What are we doing? We're mixing Catholicism 
and Satanism. Okay? And Catholicism is supposed to be a Christian church, right? So, uh, Pope Gregory the Great decided to incorporate uh, the Druid's holiday into the church. And he made the proclamation, there are no longer, they are no longer to sacrifice beasts to the devil, but they may kill them for food and to, praise, to the praise of God and give thanks to the giver of all gifts for his bounty. And then Pope Gregory III moved the church festival of October 31st to November 1st and called it All Hallows or All Saints Day. They're incorporating Satanism into the church. Pope Gregory IV decreed that, that the day was to be universal church observance, and the term became Halloween for All Hallows' Eve. So Druid history. Uh, there's very little archaeological evidence because the Druids like to hide their stuff pretty well. But there is an agreement between all these Roman and Irish documents, and they both clearly state that the Druids never committed their processes and their words and their religion to to writing so they could not be found. It was word of mouth, and it's still going today. They still pass it word of mouth today, okay? Um, and they did that to protect their secrets and their writings. Davies, this guy we talked about back in the 16th century, he, entered, he came across a bunch in his family history, and he put that data out, Druids, and we have a lot of his writings today, okay? But Nothing else was put to writings by the Druids on purpose, right? So the Druids, they continue today in secret, and, and they have the same traditions. Uh, and, and some of the, the things that they like to do, and they've, they've fostered and they've uh, tried to incorporate into the world. And you'll see, if y'all remember, think of any of these. Razor blades, drugs, and poisons, needles, etc. being placed in Halloween treats. That comes from the Druids, because if the child eats it, if the child, they, they, this is what they believe. They believe that, and this is a testimony of ex, several ex-Satanists, so this is documented. They would do this because if children were killed or injured by these treats, they were considered sacrifices to Satan. Okay? So Satanists throughout the world continue to perform Satanic rituals on Halloween. All the time we're out running around with our kids getting candy. We think it's a fun holiday, and they think it's a very serious holiday, and it is for them. So in the book of Lucifer the Dethroned, there's this guy. He's a former witch, and he's a former high priest. His name is William, William Schuldenberg. He describes his search for spiritual power that led him on a journey from central, simple witchcraft to bloodlust vampirism, and it only ended uh, years later by the cleansing blood of Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so he actually got saved, but look what he went through. And this is an excerpt from his book. He says, an old proverb says, when you, when you sup with the devil, use a long spoon. Presumably, no genuine Christian would want to sup with the devil at all. And yet many may be doing so in ignorance. As a former witch high priest, now saved by Jesus, I was astonished by how many Christians let their kids celebrate Halloween. Some churches even sponsor haunted houses and similar events on what is November, uh, I'm sorry, what is the number one satanic holiday of the year. Halloween used to be called Sanham uh, and is still celebrated as an ancient pagan festival of the dead by witches all over the world today. Unfortunately, just giving the date a holy name like All Hallows Eve or All Saints Eve cannot change its grisly character. Halloween is an occasion when the ancient gods, actually demons, are worshipped with human sacrifice. 
okay? And this is from a guy that was there. He was in this, okay? So if you're a Christian parent, you know, God has given you a precious responsibility in your children. And you must remember that your ability to resist, or their ability, I'm sorry, your children's ability to resist spiritual wickedness is much less than yours. That's why they seek children, okay? That's why other cultures and other factions seek your children at a young age because they're malleable, okay? And, and if you allow your children to participate in Halloween, even trick-or-treating or costume parties or fall festivals or, you know, let's go get a pumpkin and carve it up, you're allowing them to play on the devil's turf. So you're basically taking your child and putting them in his game, okay? Uh, and Satan will definitely use his home court advantage, won't he? Just like the Astros do. So you're opening doorways into their young lives for evil, and you're bringing them so close to fellowship with Satan and so close to these ancient gods that are only Satan and demons. So remember, Ephesians 5.11, we already read that. We are commanded not to become involved with the unfruitful works of darkness. So if, if Christians, and maybe even good Christians, going to church all the time, reading your Bible and praying as we should, and living like God wants us to, yet we celebrate Hall- Halloween, what are we opening our homes and our children in our churches too. We're opening that door, and that's all they need. Just put that seed in there, right? Um, and, and and we're introducing our to these kids, and we're even supporting it in front of our kids. What are we doing? We're messing up severely when we celebrate Halloween, right? We're giving our kids, or I'm sorry, we're giving Satan free reign in our kids' lives by introducing them to this and supporting it. And not standing up against it. Even if you don't participate in Halloween because you're a good Christian and you don't say anything against it, you're still allowing it. Okay? So Halloween in America. So the founding fathers, they refused to permit the holiday to be observed because they knew it was a pagan holiday. Wow. Our country was founded Christian, right? This is proof. They were against Halloween. Halloween was not widely celebrated in the U.S. until about 1900. Think about that. So in the 1840s, there was a terrible potato famine in Ireland, and that sent thousands of Irish Catholics to America. And guess what they brought with them? Halloween. Okay? So the modern custom of going from door to door asking for food and candy goes back to the time of the Druids. They believed that sinful lost souls were released upon the earth by Satan for one night, which is October 31st, while they awaited their judgment. Okay? And they were throughout were thought to, to roam around in, in, in the world and around the houses of the living, and they were greeted with banquet-laden tables. Okay? And why did they do this? People greatly feared these spirits, and they thought that the spirits would harm them and even kill them if the sacrifices they did not give did not appease Satan. Okay, remember the human sacrifice is where we're getting it. So they carve, what do they do? They carve demonic faces into pumpkins or large turnips and placed a candle in them to keep spirits away from their homes by attempting to trick the spirits into believing that an evil spirit was already there. There's your pumpkin, guys. Okay? It only gets worse. So the tradition of dressing up our children in costumes comes from an attempt to keep evil spirits away. What they would do is they would dress up their children in scary little costumes and put them to bed 
and attempt to trick evil spirits into thinking that that child was a devil or a demon so they would pass over and would not kill that child. But we think it's fun to dress up and run around, right? It's not, okay? The tradition of bobbing for apples, oh, there's nothing wrong with that, right? The tradition of bobbing for apples and giving out nuts came from a Roman addition to the Druidic holiday, okay? The Romans worship a goddess called Poma, who was also the goddess of the harvest. So they combined their harvest festival to Palma with Halloween. And that's where we give out giving out treats. Okay? So is there anything good about Halloween? We've just hit everything there is, and it's all evil. Okay? So what does God say about Halloween? That's more important to us, right? Exodus 22, chapter 18. Um, Exodus 22, verse 18. Exodus 22, verse 18 says... Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. God doesn't want witches to live. Why? Because they will spread their witchcraft to young people. Okay? Leviticus 19.31 Leviticus 19.31 The Bible says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Okay? That means we should not give any place to familiar spirits or wizards or anybody that plays around in that witchcraft world. And celebrating Halloween is definitely giving place to that, isn't it? Leviticus 20, verse 6. And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. That sounds pretty serious to me. Leviticus 20, 27. A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. <clears throat> they shall stone them upon the stones, and their blood shall be upon them. So we see the Old Testament is pretty serious about witchcraft, isn't it? It's a, it's a crime punishable by death. Today we don't carry out such a sentence, do we? We don't, we don't do that um, to those who practice a cult, right? We definitely don't stone them to death, right? But these people are going to have their place in everlasting fire one day. Okay? In fact, today... We accept witchcraft. We encourage witchcraft. Look at our movies. Look at our music. Okay? And mark my words, it's coming. It's going to come pretty soon if God doesn't come back and get us. That witchcraft's going to be an alternative lifestyle that we should be forced to accept. They're already talking about, uh, they're pushing right now for alternative lifestyle for men to have sexual relations with children. And that's on the agenda. It's here. It's already on the books. This is next. It's all over. There is actually, you know, TikTok, there is a witch talk because it became so, it's become so popular on TikTok that they branched off and made their own. And it's all witchcraft. It's there. Okay? God tells us the things of Halloween are abominations, right? No, we didn't read this one yet. Oops, sorry. Deuteronomy 18. Y'all are getting ahead of me. Especially you, Cam. Deuteronomy 18, 
10 through 13. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or to use useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. God just named every one of them. He got every one of them. There's your, your tarot card people, right? There's everybody. Everybody that even plays with demons is there. Verse 12, For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. So like I said, God views all these things of Halloween as abominations, and he says he will drive them out. Okay? He wants us to be perfect, not polluted. And that's exactly what we're doing. Okay? 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel verse 15, or chapter 15, verse 23. The Bible says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Okay? God views the things of Halloween as sin. It's plain and simple here. Second Chronicles 33. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 6. Second Chronicles 33, verse 6. And the Bible says, And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley, <coughs> valley of the son of Hinnom. Also he observed times, and he used enchantments, and he used witchcraft, and dealt with a familiar spirit. And with wizards he wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So God views these things that are Halloween as evil, and it will provoke him to anger. Because this is witchcraft. This is horrible. And this talking about the act of forcing children to walk through an inferno of fire, that was real. It was a valley that was constantly on fire. They threw their trash there, and it kept it burning. And they would force kids to walk through there as a sacrificial offering to Baal. And Baal is better known as Satan. Okay? And you can look. There's other verses that go into that, but that's another story. Okay, but let's look at Micah 5.12. Micah 5.12. Micah 5, verse 12. The Bible says, And I will cut off witchcrafts out of thine hand, and thou shalt have no more soothsayers. Okay, so God is so serious that he will, he, his plan is to cut the evil things of Halloween out of our lives. Okay, he doesn't say he'll just gently remove them. He says he will cut them out of our lives. So I don't think we want those in our lives, do we? Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 20 and 22. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 20 and 22 says, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. 
ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Pretty plain, right? Yeah. So if we participate in things of, ha of Halloween, if we let that into our home, who are we having dinner with? Devils. Okay? Ephesians 5.11 Ephesians 5, verse 11. The Bible says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. God wants us to not even speak, to even speak of the evil things of Halloween, much less participate in them. We shouldn't even discuss them. We shouldn't even be around them. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21, the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, <clears throat> envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? That's pretty straightforward. Not much to talk about. Participating in the evil things of Halloween, we're allowing them into our lives. Even unknowingly, we can allow them into our lives, right? And this will cause us to what? Not enter into heaven. That's a pretty serious crime, right? What if we do that to our children? If we indoctrinate them in Halloween all their lives, their chance of entering to heaven is just diminished, isn't it? We're doing that to them, okay? <clears throat> and, and we talked about this. All we're doing is setting up demonic strongholds in our children's lives for the time they're little. And they may not, they may not manifest for years. They may not manifest till they're in their adulthood. But Satan will use those strongholds, Okay? Revelations 21.8. I know we're going through a lot, but it's very important. I want you to see how serious this is. Revelations 21.8. The Bible says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and, the, and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay, God right here is pretty clear about where those who play with this occult end up, right? You play with tarot cards, you celebrate Halloween, you play with Ouija boards, okay? You end up in the lake of fire, pretty plain and simple. There's no things about it. And we look at the Bible, devils are mentioned 55 times, familiar spirits 16 times, lying spirits 4 times, uh, foul or unclean spirits two times, jealous spirits two times. So God is very clear, very clear about what happens to those who participate with spirits. Okay? And you, we have all these shows about, you know, ghost hunters and stuff. They're playing with demons. Exactly what they're playing with. And God is very clear about those, right? So what about Christians and Halloween? Well, let's look at Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. 
<coughs> Romans 12, and verse 2. The Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to the church, right? The Bible is very clear here. It says that we are not to be conformed to this world. So we are not to live our we are not to be conformed to Halloween or anything that has to do with Halloween. And it says that we are supposed to live our lives acceptable to God. Well, we've already seen in all the Old Testament and part of the New Testament, God is very serious about witchcraft and sorcerers and all those types. He wants them dead. And their place is in the lake of fire. So he's very serious. How can your lives be acceptable to God if you're playing with this? Okay? Matthew 24, 4. Matthew 24, 4. <clears throat> Matthew 24, verse 4. The Bible says, <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed. What is Jesus warning us here? It's plain. He's saying, do not let anyone deceive you. Okay? You see little cartoons about, about Halloween or, or, like I said, Bewitched. It was a good old wholesome show, wasn't it? No. Don't be deceived. The, the show Hocus Pocus... You know, it's all supposed to be a little comedy kind of thing. It's not comedy. It's a straight, it's a hell of a, a, a hell-infused movie is exactly what it is. And there, that whole movie is about drawing young children to witchcraft. It says don't be deceived by it. Why would you let your kids go do this? Right? So, John eight forty four. John 8, 44. <clears throat> John 8, verse 44 says, Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Satan here. He's a murderer. He's a liar. Okay? He's going to try to deceive you as much as he can. He's going to lie to you and say, Halloween's cute. I wear a red suit and I have a tail and a pitchfork. No. It's not cute. Okay? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. 13 through 15. <clears> 2 <throat> Corinthians 11. Of course, I jumped over it. 2 no. Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. The Bible says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. But he's a deceiver. Verse 15, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, who 
whose end shall be according to their works. Read into that, guys. It's very serious. The Bible tells us here that Satan is the father of lies. He's a deceiver, okay? And those who follow him are also liars and deceivers, right? He even disguises himself as an angel of light. Wow. So you thought he was just going to come with a pitchfork and little horns? No. He's going to come as the most unsuspecting thing you see, okay? And, and his, his demons will do the same. They will come to you. You know, there may be even pastors of churches. They're demons. You never know. Because they can get in there. You don't think you're away from it. Because they disguise themselves, right? So if the church has a fall festival or a harvest festival, because instead of celebrating Halloween, that's deception. That's accepting Halloween and putting a good label on it so Christians can participate. What did we just do with our children, right? So absolutely no. And it doesn't matter how you dress it up, okay? Halloween is still still a fully pagan holiday. There is nothing godly about October 31st. Not one piece of it, okay? All right. Let's go to Acts 19. Acts 19, verse 18. Acts 19, verses 18 and 19. And the Bible says, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. And many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Okay, so this was in Ephesus. The people of Ephesus... What did they do? They heard the word of God and they got saved. What's the next thing they did? They confessed their involvement with witchcraft and how much witchcraft was going on. They denounced the practice of it, right? And how did they do that? They brought all their witchcraft books and burned them. And how many did they have? That's more than just one book, I would say, right? What was it, 50,000 pieces of silver? That's a lot of witchcraft in that city. But God changed them. Okay? And they denounced it. And they didn't just go, oh, I'm saved, but I'm going to keep this little book over here on the shelf. No, because that's a seed. That's a stronghold. They burned them. That's what God said. Burn them. Burn them. Right? Okay, 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. And the Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So can a Christian celebrate Halloween without celebrating the, 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 or participating in the, in the pagan rituals? Nope. Can a Christian go to an abortion clinic and have an abortion and still claim to be pro-life and have the Spirit of Christ in you? Nope. Right. So can a, can a pastor, can a pastor that te- teach that homosexuality is OK and still be considered a godly preacher? Nope. OK, can a Christian Christian dabble in horoscopes and claim that it is not of the occult world? How many open up that newspaper? What's my horoscope for today? 
You're playing with demons, right? So, would you invite a Satanist over for dinner? Probably not, but it would be a good thing. Would you go buy tarot cards or play with a Ouija board for your child? Okay. So, if you wouldn't do any of these things, why would, if you're a Bible-believing Christian and you answered no to these, why, oh why, would you go to a false festival? Why would you, to, on Monday night, would you dress up your child in a costume and let them go get candy? Why? Because you're ignorant. You're deceived. Okay? Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12. I'm going the wrong way. That's because of you, Cam. Ephesians 6, verse 12. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Very important verse. Right? So what is it? What is it about compromise that Christians don't understand? It's pretty plain right there. What are we wrestling against? We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Well, you know, you, you, what is it about being a light to the world? Remember, we're supposed to be a light to the world. We're supposed to be salt of the earth for Christ. How can we be that? Halloween has nothing to do with Jesus. Absolutely nothing. And in fact, Halloween is in direct opposition to Christ dying on the cross and shedding his blood for you. Direct opposition. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five twelve. First Thessalonians five twelve. First Thessalonians five twenty one. Oops. Five twenty one and twenty two. Cam, you need to calm down. First Thessalonians five twenty one and twenty two says, "Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good." Ready for the next one? Abstain from all appearances of evil. All appearances of evil. Okay? So we are to, we are to hold on to what? Things which are good. Okay? And not even to put on the appearance of evil. Hold on to things which are good. Do not put on the appearance of evil. What is happening if a church has a haunted house? They're not holding on to good, and they're putting on what? The appearance of evil. What's a fall festival? The appearance of evil. Just under another name. Uh, 3 John, verse 11. 3 John, verse 11. <clears throat> 3 John, verse 11 says, the Bible says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good, he that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So we're told to not follow anything that is evil. So why do we celebrate Halloween? Why is it a holiday that, that Christians should participate in and part of that $10 billion is Christian money that we're spending, right? Pretty, pretty sad. One more verse, guys. One more verse. Isaiah 5.20. Isaiah 5.20. Isaiah 5.20. And you probably already know this verse. <clears throat> the Bible says, Woe 
unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and put light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You're mixing things, right? That's exactly what we're doing. That's deception. That whole verse is about deception. And the Bible is very clear that mixing this world with Christianity should not happen. We see that the early churches mixed what? They mixed pagan rituals and festivals to appease the world, to make it more appeasing to get them into the church. And that's what we did today with the rock bands back here, right? And all this stuff. They're appeasing people. They're trying to get them into the church. But you're not getting them saved. It doesn't matter if they're in the church. They're going to die and go to hell. Okay? And that's what the early churches did. They tried to appease the world. And it sounds like the church today. And the Bible says, what is that first word? It says, woe. Woe unto those that mixed evil with good. So why are you mixing Halloween with the church? Why are we mixing fall festivals with the church? Why are we not standing up and saying something against Halloween? Because we don't want to be looked at as, oh, that person, right? Well, what if that person stands up against Halloween and teaches somebody something that they didn't realize, and then they get saved? But if we don't say anything, they're going to go on with the Halloween till they die, right? So Halloween is something a Christian should, should is Halloween something that a Christian should willingly participate in or allow into your church or your home or your family? No. No, it's not. And would God approve of this? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Okay? Is this something that you would want your children to be part of? Do you, do you really want your children to grow up and be Satanists and be part of that? Do you want your children to grow up and to go to hell? Because this is what you're doing. You're introducing them. You're getting the seed in their hearts, and it's going to be a stronghold in their lives because they're going to participate in it, okay? And would you willingly introduce your, something, your children to something evil, which could condemn them to death, condemn them to a eternity in the lake of fire, okay? And here's the thing. If you do that to your child, it's not just your child. It's all the people that child knows and all the people that descends from that child for generations will be affected by that. Why do we do it? Why do we introduce our children to this? Why are we allowing them, or, or even, even not just allowing, some people are, are participating in it, and they're, they're happy about it. Why? Would you introduce your children to crack cocaine? You know? Brian probably wants you to. I see you smiling. You know? Would you hand, would, you, would, I, would I hand my grandson, my, my young grandson, a, a running chainsaw? No, it's the same thing. Why participate in Halloween, guys? And, and this, what we went through today, you have all the information you need to make your decision. Are you going to participate in it, or are you going to take a stand against it? Or are you just going to go along with the world and try to mix it in your life and mix it in your Christianity? It's not going to work. It does not mix. It's wrong, right? And as Christians, we're not to fear the devil. You're not supposed to be scared of the devil because we have a God that can... can can stomp him out anytime he wants to, and he, we know he wins, right? We don't have to fear him, but we should not give him place in our lives. Don't open that stronghold. Don't open that stronghold. And, and the Bible is clear. It says we are supposed to be separate from this. And, and my wife can attest to this. When I was a young man, I lived for Halloween. Dude, my front yard was the most haunted thing you ever seen. 
and I would dress up in Halloween costumes and sit out there in the dark and wait for the kids to come. And I'd scare them so bad they'd run and leave all their candy. Okay? I was fully invested in that. That's because that stronghold was in me. And I still have to fight with it. I see Halloween come around and I still think, man, I remember I used to do this. And then I go, ooh, I remember how evil it is. It's still there. We have to constantly fight. It's not going to be drawn away from you. And just so you don't have to ever fight with it again. No. Satan's going to use it and use it and use it and use it and use it, guys. And it's not just Halloween. It could be anything. But those are the seeds of the strongholds. And we're called to be separate. We're called to be, what does the Bible say? We're supposed to be a shining light on a hill. What kind of witness are we for Jesus if we're participating in a pagan holiday? That's just, just, just beyond stupid, right? So I asked you. You still think it's okay to celebrate Halloween as a Christian? Don't think so. And now I put a few verses down here that I didn't get to, but I want you to read these verses on your own and consider Halloween. Consider what God says about Halloween. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today, Lord, just to thank you for this moment to open your Bible, to open your word about a very serious subject that the world just takes lightly, Lord. They think it's just a a fun, happy holiday, and it's not, Lord, and we see the truth in it. Lord, and I ask you, God, Lord, I ask you to just help me take a stand against it, help my church take a stand against it, and my church members take a stand against it. Let us teach our children and and our grandchildren, Lord, and our our families and our friends and our coworkers and everybody about this Halloween that's just just become bigger and bigger and bigger. And Lord, it's only been with us for a, a relatively short time in America, yet here we are, Lord, and I ask you to please forgive us for this and just help us just draw closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, one more thing. If you go Halloween night and you put a bowl of tracks out on your porch, you're still participating. You're still participating. So don't think you can you sneak in one there.